0: Hi there and good day. Welcome to Heritage Diary. Listen up and we shall weave for you tales of days and times gone by which can inform today and show the way to tomorrow. This Municipal Heritage Committee podcast looks at our town, our people, and our stories. And this time we open the diary of our shared past and take a look at the infamous old courthouse and, of course, the new courthouse. A heritage site plaque for the old courthouse was installed in 2010. One of the first five put in. It was built in 1888, six years, just six years after the first settlers arrived here, and was demolished in 1990. Our guest is Nestor Prisco, historian, researcher, former sheriff of Nipissing for something like 30 years, and you worked in the old building and the new building. Now, 1888, that's awfully soon to build a courthouse, isn't it? It is. The... um they had an
1: old courthouse. Well, when they first started, the court trials were held in the log schoolhouse, which was the community center.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Um, that was located at the corner of Main and Castle Street. All right. So they built a log schoolhouse from the trees that were on the property, yeah. actually. Okay. And so they were there for a while. Then around 1886, they had a courtroom and a small detention room for that would held two people at the corner of maine and wild just about where the melrose theater if people remember where that was i remember uh, the melrose joe shop yes no that's that's where it was okay that's where it was right okay. next to the odeon theater exactly okay. yes so uh, that was uh, unsatisfactory And Thomas Murray, who was the member of the Ontario Legislature for Renfrew North, who had jurisdiction over any surveyed township in Nipissing, because people any anyone that lived in a surveyed township in Nipissing could vote in Renfrew North. So, in fact, Thomas Murray was our member. Yeah. Okay. And so he spoke to Oliver Mowat, who was the premier, and said. Let's build a courthouse in North Bay. And he got his way. And he got his way, and he got more than his way because it was his land too. Was wasn't his it? land? <laughs> You're okay. Absolutely right. Okay. It was his land?
0: Was it? A, it was a unique building for the time, then wasn't it? I mean, I've got a description here of the our architect. Uh, I'll just read it, just off the plaque. Corto's was a two-story brick building classically ordered with segmented arched windows on the main floor and larger semicircular windows on the upper floor. It was entered through a central tower on the front facade, which was designated by a masonry arched entrance, a larger semicircular window, and an open pediment supported by brick pilasters. The brick pilasters continued in regular segments around the building, capped with decorative wooden braces supporting the hip roof eaves. So it was a sort of a fancy building. It was. Looking dis- at the plaque, it's got a nice art. That, that's a beautiful window at the front. Yes, it was the first
1: brick building in North Bay. Was it? Yes. Oh, that I didn't know. And was described as a, in its time, a pretentious building.
0: <laughs> okay, and we've got one of the bricks here. Because uh, when it was eventually destroyed, the North Bay Museum grabbed some of the bricks that were taken and sold them for ten bucks a piece as a fundraiser. And this is from a brick that's labeled T and WM or whatever that means. I have no idea, but that's one of the original bricks from the that's from your the historic doorstop. <laughs> okay, yeah, you worked in that building. I did from you said fifteen years. For the last fifteen years. From uh, about 1970 on, then.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: When did the When did it become too small for North Bay and the Vizink? 1915. Oh, that's soon. Boy, they. Yeah. And it took, oh God, seventy years almost to get a new courthouse. Yes. How many juries would you think over the years recommended a new courthouse? I would say
1: that everyone, every grand jury. Yeah. The grand jury was a group of people, 13 people. Well, it was men at that time up until the 50s. The grand jury had a couple of responsibilities. One was to determine whether uh, somebody who was charged, whether there was enough evidence for that that matter to proceed to trial. Yeah, okay. The second thing that the grand jury had to do was to visit the jail they had to visit the jail. After that, any other public building was open to them to inspect. Mm -hmm. So, what happened is that they would traditionally visit the jail, which at that time was right in the courthouse, and then as they walked through the courthouse, they would be encouraged by whoever was leading them through <laughs> to say, "Well, don't forget about saying something about the courthouse." And that went on even in my time. Mm-hmm. We used to, we used to tell people now this building is too old; it's dysfunctional, and we need a new. So every grand jury had something to say. Some more vociferous than others, and mm-hmm. uh, but yes, it was, uh, it w- it
0: was, it happened all the time. I know I was one, on one of those grand juries and um, I, I remember being very emphatic about that and we thought maybe something will happen. Anyway, what was wrong with the building as it, as it developed? It was too small. It was too small and the main deficiency, because it was the district
1: courthouse, now as as you well know, the district of Nipissing at the time that that building was built. It became the district courthouse in 1895, and we can get into that later. But it served an area uh, that included Sudbury, Sturgeon Falls, Mattawa, and east of Mattawa, and all the way up to the Albany River. So it was huge. It's, it's like a like a country, yeah, it was it was huge. So the main deficiency is that there was only one courtroom, Ooh. and okay. that deficiency became
0: more important as time went on. And the building deteriorated too, did it? It you? did. Yes, it did. You mentioned this 1895 election when Nipissing became a a judicial district. Yeah, tell us a story about that election, because if it had gone the other way, who what Sturgeon or Mattawa would have been.
1: Yes, you're County absolutely you're absolutely. right. There were there was a campaign that was actually started in Mattawa about 1891 to have Nipissing designated as a judicial district. So John Logren from Mattawa was the member of the legislature at that time and of course he had a, his uh, jurisdiction was pretty wide including Sudbury and as I mentioned Sturgeon uh so he decided that the best way to avoid ruffling the feathers was to have a referendum. Okay. So they had a referendum. The first referendum was on March the fifteenth. And this was
0: to decide who, who would who, be sort of the capital the of dist- the district. Exactly. Okay. The
1: district town. Yeah. Or, or it was referred to as the county town because everybody was here used to live in a county, so they They didn't really use that nomenclature district town, although many did, but most people in ordinary conversation referred to it as the county town. And that was important because you would become, as you say, Peter, the capital. So they had an election in March of uh, 1895, and there were three contestants, Sturgeon Falls, Mattawa, and North Bay. And there were significant irregularities in that election. <laughs> so the
0: government appointed a commissioner to hold an inquiry. What so Just before you get into that, what sort of irregularities would there have been? Each town was voting for itself, I guess. Would that be it? In the main. Although if you look at the numbers, you'll see that uh, there were
1: quite a number of people from Sturgeon Falls that voted for Mattawa. And there, was, there were a few people in North Bay that voted for Mattawa. And there were people in Kiosk, east of Mattawa that were voting for North Bay. So it was mixed. And Sudbury, Sudbury was pretty well for North Bay because J.A. Orr, who was the publisher of the Sudbury Journal, which had a fairly wide circulation, was supporting North Bay. Okay. So that election was set aside and there was an inquiry. And so it was decided to have a second election in July. And in that election, there were only two Sturgeon Falls withdrew, and there was only Mattawa and North Bay. And that turned out to be a highly contested election. Normally, the people in the various communities were quite friendly and they did business with one yeah, another. Yeah. But when it came to this election, it was everyone was pulling for his hometown.
0: You, you mentioned irregularities. I mean, you hear these old tales about the old election, how, and even as recently as Merle Dickerson. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the names from the from the cemetery were ineligible to vote, and the odd dollar and the odd brew uh, was is that sort of thing. Yes, there were dead people that were voting. That was one
1: issue. The other issue was that people that owned property who weren't in town were, or had moved out, but they owned property, they were on the voters list. They were voting. So as a matter of it's time... a real
0: absentee voter. Yeah.
1: And that really showed up in Whittefield Township, uh, the poll for Whittefield Township, which was, the poll was in North Bay. There were only three polls. Was one in the Murray Ward, one in the Ferguson Ward, and one in the in the East End Ward, and a lot of people from North Bay owned property in periphery of North Bay, okay. right, around Trout Lake, and yeah. whatnot. And unauthorized people were voting for those property owners. And the interesting thing about that is that the person who was the poll clerk in the Whittafield poll was the assessment officer, who okay. had visited all these people. He knew. Oh, he knew who they were. <laughs>
0: Okay. So, okay. So, North Bay eventually won that election?
1: They won the election uh, eventually by five votes.
0: Oh, boy.
1: They, I think originally they'd won by eight, and then in the recount, they won by five. Now, you ask about what the importance of the election yeah. is. Yeah. Well, first of all, uh, Mattawa would have got the district courthouse and the district jail, and they would have got the registry office. And they would have got any other benefits that come or accrue to the so-called capital of the district
0: and that over the years has been important right very
1: important we've had a lot of benefits from the government no doubt about it the other thing that uh, struck me was that um, there was a competition of sorts to decide where the starting point for the Temiskaming and Northern Ontario Railway was going to be in 1902. And there was a plan, a railway was incorporated called the Mattawa and Halliburton Railway that would come up from that area right up to Mattawa. And of course, if that had happened, then who knows whether the railway to Temiskaming might have just kind of followed the CPR line, what they call the Moggason line today, okay, okay. over to Kippewa and then up north. And the people from Ottawa were pushing for that, especially a man by the name of Lumsden, who owned the boats up there in uh, Lake Tamiskimi. So there was a lot of...
0: So we could have been bypassed. We could have been. We could have been. There was a possibility. You mentioned uh, the rivalry, and it, 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 it takes me back. Uh, the, Mattawa and North Bay in this election, and and so on and so forth. I, I can recall Mike Rodden telling me, because he was from Mattawa, about a hockey rivalry between North Bay and Mattawa, and another sport called hookstag uh, rivalry between North Bay and Mattawa. And it was vicious. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know. So not only politics, but no, sports. as well. It started
1: with lacrosse. Okay. It started with lacrosse. That was the game. That was the big game. And they had uh, big lacrosse games in both communities, and Pembroke, and Barrie, but North Bay had a team. Mattawa had a very good team.
0: Okay, so we get our courthouse, and it eventually had to be replaced. And everybody was asking for years and years through the grand juries, over and over. Why did it take almost 70 years before
1: well, partly political. That kind of a project requires a champion, and that champion didn't happen until Mike Harris.
0: I was going to ask you if, if, if it was Mike Harris. Yeah. Because it happened during his first term as uh, as premier, right? No, uh,
1: he was he was uh, just a member of the legislature. Well, he he came in in '95. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. It happened and just well, before well, that. I'll right. just tell You're you a right. short story. Okay. When Mike. Was elected in 1980. Boy,
0: Short, that far back. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so shortly after that, people that were around him said Mike probably would be beneficial if you did something that would show right. and something that would benefit North Bay. Right. So he went to see Bill Davis, and he said, "North Bay needs a new courthouse." And Bill Davis told him, "If you can find the money in other people's budgets, it's a goal."
0: <laughs> so Mike
1: Harris phoned me at the courthouse and said i'd like to talk to you so we met in the parking lot he didn't come into the courthouse the old courthouse we met in the parking lot and he told me that story and he says north bay is going to get a courthouse but don't tell anybody and i say all right and i never mentioned a word to anybody and a couple of years passed and i thought well it's it, it won't happen and then there was an announcement that bill davis was coming to north bay to make an announcement and he announced it in the dining room of the Empire Hotel to a large crowd. He teased them for a while, okay. the, the way Bill Davis would, and then said North Bay's going to have a courthouse. So we've got a courthouse because of
0: Mike Harris. Well, that's good. That's I didn't know that story. That's an interesting story. Just as an aside, as a sheriff, what, was, what were your duties in the courthouse? Well,
1: I was appointed a sheriff, but... What happened is I was also the um, local registrar of the Supreme Court. I was the taxing officer. I was I had about eight jobs. Oh really? So and Great. I was the manager. So then I became the manager of the district of Nipissing and the District of Perry Sound, the courthouse in Perry Sound. So when I ended up I had seventy five employees. And so yeah. Now some of those are part time, but the majority were full-time people and uh, I oversaw the sheriff's responsibilities but there were people that were working doing actually doing the work enforcement seizures landlord tenant evictions those kinds of things I never did this and I never served documents except in the early when I first started when a document came in for somebody that I knew who I had a lot of respect for. I didn't want that person to be embarrassed by a process server coming in, you know. All right, So, I would take that document, and I would discreetly go and serve that person.
0: Could you do that today, if you were still in that position?
1: I I could, but I probably wouldn't. Probably That that kind of faded away. Yeah.
0: Did you, when, when the new building eventually was built in 1989, were you happy with it? Yes, we were looking forward to it very much.
1: Uh, I was the chairman of the users committee, and we had periodic meetings with the bar and the crown attorney and provincial court people, family court people, so we were looking forward to it.
0: And it was it, it, it had enough. How many courthouses? How many courtrooms are there in it?
1: Uh there are six or eight depending on that's quite a change, isn't it? A, a big change, yeah. And we we specifically put the the first appearance courtroom, the big court, a big courtroom for the provincial court on the main floor right by the door, so that we wouldn't take them upstairs in the elevator, hundreds of people going up and down yeah, up and yeah, down. So yeah. the big activity courtroom is courtroom one oh one on the main floor and that is the first appearance courtroom and uh, that's where the bail hearings are heard.
0: When they were planning this new courthouse, did they approach the staff for suggestions mm-hmm. as to, as oh. you mentioned, putting that the large courtroom on the first floor? No, that was my idea. And, okay. And of course, oh yes, yes, and everybody had input. As, as a matter of fact,
1: the reason that I was made the chairman of the users committee was Somebody from accommodations in Toronto was initially in charge, like five years before. Okay. And over a period of a year, a year and a half, a person wasn't communicating with the bar, and there there were complaints. George Wallace, particularly, who led the bar at that time. Yeah. And had some clout, had some influence, and and had some good ideas. So then they said, well, it's got to be somebody local, so.
0: Okay. We have the old courthouse. We're going to get a new one. Mm -hmm. The new one's built. Now, what do you do with the old building? I know the museum looked at it uh, as a possible site, but I guess it was just unsavable, right? Because there was a a hurrah about that.
1: Well, the initial plan was to connect it to the new courthouse and make it the library. So that was a suggestion by the government architects. And as a SOP, to local people that wanted to retain that building. So there was a big meeting in the old courthouse and there were lawyers there and all the players were there. And with all the government architects from Toronto and the public works people, everybody was there. So Nipissing Law Association didn't want that. They wanted a new building. So the architect for the government was explaining that this would be the library. And George Wallace said to him, will the public be allowed in here? And the architect said, oh no, the public won't. Well, he says, what do you want to keep the building for if you're not going to let the public in? And at that moment, it turned. Mm -hmm. And after that meeting, they scrapped that. And the law library was
0: going to be part of the new building, and there wasn't going to be an, an old building. It's a shame in some respects that we lost that, but it's one of so many old buildings in now. Well,
1: you're absolutely right and I feel badly about that now myself. but what do you do with it? I know the upkeep and the upkeep. not only that they and restoring it too and restoring it and you know they tore it down as you well know. Yeah. but before they tore it down they had to take the asbestos out. But they couldn't tear it down until they took the asbestos out.. Oh.
0: So the new building served its, served its purpose and it, do, it still serves its purpose, does it? It
1: does. It's it's a good building. It's a good building. We should be proud of it. It is a good building. It's uh, it's got lots of room, lots of facilities, lots of courtrooms, and it has a jail downstairs.
0: Oh, it has one too.
1: Holding cells. It has a uh, large cell that can hold ten or fifteen, and then it has individual cells. It has a women's section, so. If if anything happened at the jail on Trout Lake Road that they had to shut it down or there was an emergency there, they move everyone into the courthouse. That's the backup plan.
0: And that original courthouse had some uh, jail cells in it as well. The
1: original courthouse was on the main floor was jail, 18 cells. And it was built in 88, and 10 years later, they put an addition on the back to increase the size, but it was a jail on the main floor. The second floor was the auditorium, was the courtroom, because the courtroom was a public room that held dances, band practices, public meetings, community hall, many, many political meetings. I mean... Today, I mean, that sounds strange that in a courthouse you'd have political meetings. But they had election meetings there. It was the place to go.
0: But back in that day, though, too, uh, the early days of the city, there wouldn't have been many places for groups of folks to meet, right? You're absolutely right. And not only
1: that, the first council meeting was held there, um, I think it was the 21st of January in 1891. And subsequent council meetings were held there.
0: You're fond of knowledge, sir you've made a study of all this haven't you it comes from
1: having an interest because I used to see all these documents when I started with
0: old names on them mm-hmm. and old documents and I thought there's a lot of history here we don't want to lose it and I, I want to get you back and talk about the legal system and talk okay. about jails and all that sort of stuff if okay if you if you're willing to do that but Uh, We thank um, Nestor Prisco, historian, researcher, former sheriff of Nipissing for something like 30 years. And we've been talking about the old courthouse and the heritage site plaque installed in 2010. Thank you for spending some time with us and listening to our stories. These productions are put together by the North Bay Municipal Heritage Committee not only to retell old tales, but hopefully to kindle interest in area history. Local lore is important to any community. We shouldn't let it go unremarked and unremembered. Views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily those of the Corporation of the City of North Bay or its employees. Join us next time when we flip another page of the Diary of Our Shared Past. You can reach us at peter.carello at cityofnorthbay.ca. Pete Handley speaking.